see the way they hate And I know better than to listen to the people who are calling us names I can feel the sun Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Thursday, August 31st, 2023, and this is episode 509 of the Lots Project podcast, where we are defying norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled Embracing the AI Revolution, How AI is Transforming Content Creation Practices, and is brought to you by Opus Clip, strangely enough. I'll be introducing you to AI from a content creator's view, but let's first grab a cup of coffee, catch up what's going on, and have a little chat. Uh, we'll dive into this topic in a little bit. I uh, just wanted to mention yesterday, uh, I I kind of finalized uh, speaking at SRF, so I just wanted to throw that out there and um, mention that I have link in the video description, in the audio description for SRF. If you're in the Camden, Tennessee area or can make your way there, uh, around October 14th and 15th. I would love to see you there. We're going to have a big community of, um, we're going to have a big community member tent that we have put together. Uh, we got uh, five or six community members uh, throwing in and going to hang out in the tent, have products for sale, meet people, and hopefully grow that community. And on top of that, I will be doing two days in a row, guys. Awesome. Well, I listened back yesterday, and that's on my notes, is to uh, now spend the time to go through the audio episodes and cut out um, cut out all the the big dead air clips when the internet goes sideways. So add that to the list. But anyway, I was talking about SRF and um, a little more, or talking about SRF and uh, people coming, community coming, and I will be talking about lessons learned from our first year on the road as nomads. Um, I guess as nomads would be a better term. It's not necessarily on the road as um, we have sat down for some for, for a few different reasons a couple different times. And uh, but nomad, nonetheless, we uh, sold everything and moved into the camper. And hey, we aren't rooted here by any means. We could leave whenever we wanted. So I believe um, I believe that these uh, that nomad is the proper term. Uh, lots of lessons learned, and hopefully tie them all together in a big bow for the presentation. And uh, hopefully you're there and see it. If you can't make it, I do know there are online tickets where you can get uh, video or you can view all the presentations and also get access to the videos after the fact. So check that out. Like I said, link in the video description and the audio description. Self-Reliance Festival, October 14th and 15th in Camden, Tennessee. Huh. There, there. Let's, uh, let's, um, <laughs> Gingerbread Farm says dead air is part of the charm. Yeah, uh, yesterday I listened back and that one that just bangs out right at the beginning and I was counting, counting how many seconds it was and how many times I would have how many times I would have checked my phone if I didn't know that the internet had cut out right at the beginning. And I was like, oh my God. So, um, yeah, I, going forward, um, I think Monday, I think Monday there might be, uh, even some more changes to, to benefit the show. Uh, Corey, Corey finally uh, gave in and realized that she could use a, another big screen. I had been debating it, contemplating it over and over and over, um, and it just didn't make sense for me, me alone.
my laptop screen is big enough that I could uh, I could make it work. I could uh, fit it all in. Not not the best, but it worked. It worked. And for our situation, for our size limitations, and the fact it was just going to be for me, I uh, I decided against it and just kind of let it waver in the background. Didn't really think about it and was just making do trying to figure out different ways. And um, yeah, with, with Corey's new job, with her promotion, she's going to be working a lot of different uh, different stuff now, uh, realizing that it probably would be easier than doing it on a, what do you have, like a 16-inch, 15-inch laptop screen. She works in spreadsheets all day. Her eyes are going bonkers, multiple panes open, emails, messaging, all of that on a 15-inch laptop, guys. Uh, for like 12 years or eight years, something like that. It's it's ridiculous. Um, but man, she she finally gave in. She said, man, I think I'm going to need one. Uh, I picked one up at Walmart yesterday. The smallest monitor we could find. We were just hoping to get another like 15 inch, like to sit next to it, you know, double the size of the screens. Um, and uh, it, uh, it turns out I went to Walmart and the smallest one they had was a 21 inch, I believe it was 21 inch. Um, it's it's enormous compared to what we got going on. Uh, I think my laptop is actually uh, 18 or something like that. It's bigger than Corey's. Uh, but this this monitor was like, holy crap. Uh, so that is uh, Corey's messing around with that today. Tomorrow we're seeing if we can maybe possibly share it, hopefully. Uh, but um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be nice to be able to have it up higher. I run into issues with so I run into all sorts of issues with camera the laptop screen and the size of the viewing pane and uh that throws a kink in things sometimes but i've, I've managed so far but uh we got it we got it and we're uh, we're gonna look about figuring it out um gingerbread farms asked if we have a tv mount in the camper we do uh i can show you actually it's behind that picture <laughs> if you're watching the video there's a big picture on the wall uh that's uh, that's where the tv mount was it was one of the first things we took out when we moved in, and that's where I mounted our uh, cellular internet uh, that we have as a backup currently. The router is back there, and it's just an empty, um, an, an empty, <laughs> an empty cavern. Basically, uh, we can hide some stuff back there and whatever. And that that picture comes off the wall. It's on Velcro mounts, <coughs> so we take it down when we travel. Gingerbread thinks you need a seventy-inch screen for your spreadsheets. <laughs> Oh man, she would she would be uh, that would not be her ideal setup. No, no, no. She wants to be one and done and done and get out of it when it's done, not to have nightmares of giant spreadsheets. Uh, what else I got on the on the coffee talk list here this morning? Uh, I did mention I got the comment up there on the screen. If you're just listening, if uh, a question of the day that if you could throw it in the live chat, I'll hit it up at the end. I think I'm gonna kind of want to. To keep doing that. I, I, I felt it out a little bit yesterday and it was, um, I think it'd be good. Uh, I'm also going to include this question in the blog post and hopefully some of the social media posts. So grab, uh, get some more audience interaction across the board. But the uh, question I'm asking today is, are you using any AI products on purpose? Um, and I added the on purpose in there because I'm pretty sure we all are. I mean, any chat you're doing online, um, if you're doing a, uh, a customer service chat with a, with a company that's any size right now, the beginning of it's AI, if not the whole thing, 
if not the whole thing, the vetting process, the getting you where they're getting you. We're going to ask you a couple questions to get you to the right department. That's all. That's all machine learning. That's all AI. That's all generated, computer generated conversations. So, I mean, whether you purposely are using them or not, that's just the tip of the iceberg for uh, the ones that are running in the background right now. But on purpose, are you purposely seeking out a uh, an AI service, a uh, program, uh, chat GBT, anything like that? Are you purposely using it? Uh, hit the hit the cap lock and throw the answer in the comments, and I will star them and get back to them at the end of the show. So, a um, couple things real quick before we get into AI. I uh, I went down to Walmart yesterday for Grocery Day, uh, pick up some um, it um, it uh, it was weird. So Corey mentioned last week, the week before, I don't know what it was that she really noticed um, masks trying to slide into her TikToks. <laughs> uh, she would be watching TikToks and all of a sudden there were people with masks. It seemed like they were pushing the agenda already. Um, and I was like, I haven't noticed that. But I, I kind of started to, to peek around online. I'm starting to see it. Um, it's starting to ramp pretty quick. Even here in Tennessee, even in Western Tennessee, it is, um, man, Walmart was full of masks yesterday. Not full. I wouldn't say full. I wouldn't say a quarter, but a significant number of people more than the last time I visited. Let's just put it that way. Within a week, I noticed a visible difference in the percentage of people wearing masks in the Walmart. So Who's pushing it? I don't know. Is it on the local news? I don't know. I don't watch it. Is it on the national news? I don't know. I don't watch it. But uh, something's coming around. Something's coming. We're coming into COVID season. And it's going to get screwy again, guys. It's going to get screwy. I think there were the people that were there were firmly um, non-believers to begin with. I think there were the people that were on the fence that, um, that rolled over um rolled over and said no we're not dealing with this bullshit anymore maybe went down the path a little bit and then said no we're done and you have the diehard you have the diehard covid clan um that will never change their mind and they're all those lines are only strengthening only dividing more so look out look out um Let's see. Good morning, Blakesley Acres, Rewilder Life. Good morning again. Like I said, Gingerbread Farms is around and Pip hanging out with his hurricane hangover. Uh, Rewilder Life. Uh, okay, I'm going to save that one for later. Thank you for that. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so the mass. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I was in public through the whole thing last time uh, as a service tech. I didn't get any uh, COVID layoff. I didn't get anything. I was an essential employee. Uh, essentially, they didn't give a shit if I died. Well, I guess it was just a bad cold for someone that was healthy. But um, anyway, I was out in it all the time watching the insanity, uh, watching the lines that were divided originally. Uh, man, if it ramps up, it. I don't know. I don't know. It could get... Cookies, screwy guys. I put in the Telegram chat the other day. Things are getting weird, and it's not just COVID. It's just not not just mass. It's uh, it's the Oliver Anthony stuff and the political stuff and the everything. Everything is a divided line, and they're just ratcheting up the intensity. 
almost like they want one of them to kick off. Haven't had a major city riot in a while. Haven't had a multi-city riot in a while. Haven't had police shootings and, and, and sideways cities getting torn apart. Unless maybe we have. Maybe I'm so detached from the news that it's been going on. Has it? You guys want to let me know? Are there cities burning to the ground and I'm just here having a good life and enjoying myself and making the best I can for myself? Because if that's the case, I suggest you do the same because I have no clue about any of it. Um, so there was that. There is something that I did kind of poke the bear yesterday. I just uh, had a little experiment. Uh, like I said, I was doing laundry and um, I was flipping through some uh, through some stuff and I saw an old school meme of the of uh, Alex Jones with the, the FEMA caskets, the plastic uh, FEMA vaults or caskets, whatever they were, they've been portrayed as caskets forever and ever and ever. What's FEMA doing with all these caskets? I happened to see it. I was like, ah, I remember that. That was kind of funny. Um, maybe it's not funny when, when they fill them, but uh, just the, the people losing their mind over it. So I made up a little TikTok of uh, of some, of some uh, photos of that. And uh, man, Talk about getting 100x times your normal views because you tag FEMA and uh, caskets and, and all of this stuff. Shot right to 30,000 views. My normal views on TikTok are like two to 300, 500, maybe 1,000. Uh, this one just barreled right to like 20, eh, 15,000 and it ended up when I woke up this morning, it was over 30,000 views. I'm like, that's what you get for tagging FEMA and caskets. <laughs> And posted pictures that were eight years old on the internet. Uh, what a test. And it, it worked out. It's very tempting, guys, to go down that fear porn road. But I won't. I won't give in. It's more of a troll when I do it. But um, it is what it is. We're coming up on 15 minutes, guys. I, uh, I had a couple things other on my list. But that's why I made it so long was that we can get up to this first 15. Let people roll in. I can get some coffee in my blood. And we can move on to the the topic of the day uh do a little read here before uh if you <laughs> excuse me excuse me i want to just take a moment and talk about something pretty cool that i've been using a little bit lately i haven't gone all in on it i've been testing it out but imagine if you could turn your lengthy long videos into those little bite-sized clips you're seeing on tiktok facebook reels and all those other places you think you it's going to be a lot of work to do those? Well, I have a product that you might want to check out. There is a free trial, let me tell you. Um, Opus Pro. Opus Pro is the company. Opus Clip is the, the product that you use. And it's crazy. Um, you can see examples of it with Toolman Tim. I'm going to speak to that later. It's one of the things that he's gone in on, that he's been, uh, we've been sharing information. We've been kind of team testing some of these things. Uh, but Opus Clip basically takes your long format, it digests the video, it actually uploads and, and recognizes the language, and it breaks it down into shorter digestible clips to push out there. It also reads the, or uh, figures out the language and puts text of the content on the screen in whatever customizable options that you want. If you're interested in checking out Opus Pro, I suggest you uh, you scroll down in the video notes or the audio notes. Click the link I have. It's an affiliate link. I do get uh, a little kickback when you use it. I've used it. I like it. I do a ton of content. I'm trying to figure out how to manage all the time because 
it is a very busy service and it is limited to time amount per month you pay by the minute of content edited it's not horribly expensive but just to get started i do seven hours of content a week and um yeah, it's 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 a much for uh, for just testing it out. But like I said, you do get 60 minutes. I believe it's 60 minutes free a month to trial it out. Check it out. Link is in the video description. Opus Pro rolling out that Opus clip and it's only going to get better. So here we go, guys. AI, AI, artificial intelligence. I think the name is wrong. I think the name is wrong. Um what I want to talk about today is specifically content creation, kind of going to talk about it in general uh, first and uh, and some other industries, roll through that and then dive into what I'm using, what I'm messing around with, what I'm trialing, what some other content creators that, uh, that I network with are trialing, what we're seeing, uh, the benefits and... Um, any any just um, key takeaways that I've I've realized since my I've started messing around with it. So, um, what am I talking about with AI? I'm talking about uh, everybody's heard of ChatGPT. I would hope by now, mainstream news has been covering it for months, um, and before that, it was around a long time. Uh, it's the evolution. That's not the beginning. Uh, it felt like it was portrayed as, as a brand new invention of, uh, of the internet and this when it came out. So I, uh, I feel that it was a little misleading. Um, I, think they, uh, I think they did a disservice saying that it hadn't been around for, for a long, long time in development for a long time. Uh, basically, what generative language AIs are, it's a big database of information. And it's a computer program that is smart enough and fast enough to analyze that and make decisions based on the data set you give it. So basically, if you don't feed it any information, if it hadn't been preloaded with uh, a database set or now that it can search the internet, um, those functionalities are coming along. It's got an, uh, a huge database at this point. But uh, originally, it was basically tested out with feeding it information, teaching it to analyze the information properly, and spit back out through commands, through prompts. So you tell it what you want, it has a set database of information, and it kicks back out what you request. You have to talk in the language of the, the, the program you're using. Uh, and these are all getting easier as time goes on as the, the, the program, as the AI, as the, as the system you're using is able to adapt to you or assist you in using it better. And that's one of the features that uh, the, the system that I'm looking at as it actually helps you use the system better and it's it's pretty interesting that they're using using the technology to help the people use the technology better it's uh it's an interesting dynamic there but we've kind of developed into a place where now um these systems have the ability to crawl the internet um jasper ai that uh that i'm looking at has a portal to uh what is called scholar mode 
which has access to industry text, like text, text, like, um, like volumes and volumes and volumes of information on whatever, um, whatever industry, whatever profession, whatever society, all this stuff, it has access to scholar mode. So if you're looking to write, um, if you're looking to do research or write uh, a technical paper or something like that, it has access to this. Opening up these avenues of information for it to draw from only make the text that come out stronger. So that's kind of how it's developing. It's um, it's in it's it's being used in text creation, like copy creation, um, blog posts, um, video descriptions, uh, social media posts, copy things like that, novels, eBooks, teaching materials, product advertisements, uh, anything written. Uh, it's gotten into um, being used quite a bit for art in constant uh, con content creation, uh, thumbnails, things of like that nature, you can give it a description and it will through the description. And it's not just going to be so here's you have to put some work into it. And I got to talk about this a little later when it comes to cons um, and pros, really. But, um, you know, you can't just say uh, bird. It's not magic. You need to instruct it. And if, if you're old like me, if you're in your 40s or older and you, um, yeah, Gingerbread Farm says, do you want to play a game? I was just going there. Do you remember uh, like programming an old uh, DOS computer uh, command prompt and, uh, and writing code to draw a square? Yeah, I mean, you have to, the, the, the machine isn't sentient. It's not making decisions for itself. It may, you may kick off a chain reaction of decisions it makes based on what you said to begin with, but it's not going to do anything by itself. Not at this point. Will it ever? We might talk about that a little later. Um, anyway, <coughs> video or, uh, excuse me, uh, art creation. I've been messing around with that a little bit, uh, working on some, some side projects that might come out of that. So, um, so it's it's uh, it's very interesting. It, it, it's interesting the more I dive into it, the more I'm learning about it, the more comfortable I am with it. And I don't know if that's because I'm assimilating to it or if I'm just learning actually what it is and how I use it. Um, another way that it's being used is uh, video. Like I was talking about with the, the little sponsor posts there earlier, uh, Opus Clip is taking long video and uh, really, it's not just chopping it up into to, to one minute segments. Not It's not uh, looking at the audio track and seeing where there's a pause long enough to make a break. It's actually taking the video. It's analyzing both the visual and the audio tracks and determining what the person is saying using a formula that it, it is constantly updating. It's, it's finding the perfect match of terms or, uh, or sections of video that make a coherent 10, 30, 60 second clip. Um, messing around with it for the 60 second or the 60 second, the 60 minute free trials. I've noticed that um, it makes errors. You're, you definitely want to proof uh, your videos but it will literally take um, 
I'm good for this. Just like this. Asides in the middle of a thought and then back to the original thought or not. It will cut out the aside and go back. Sometimes it gets it. Sometimes it nails it. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it makes no sense. Um, sometimes the breaks are, um, are not right because it thinks what you want to say is something different. So uh, it, it's taking some refining. I think the more data you feed it from yourself, the more accurate it gets in your account. Um, it kind of tags everything that, uh, that you do specifically and, uh, and really adapts to your style. But uh, yeah, so it's coming along in video. So we've hit uh, copy, we've hit um, uh, audio, or excuse me, art generation, we've hit um, hit that video clipping. So those are some advancements in the AI um, in the AI world, especially as far as content creation. Uh, I just wanted to hit some things that uh, that have come along in uh, in AI, uh, basically before we got to this point. It was originally used for automating tasks, making little bots that are going to reply to your emails um, or automated tasks on your calendar, things of that nature. They've been integrated into our lives uh, in the background for a long, long time. And you probably even even notice it. Um, once we once we started um, to integrate machine learning into that machine learning is where it changed. Um, that's what's giving it this this power to accumulate data and and um and quote unquote accumulate knowledge learn from uh learn from you it's not necessarily learning from you i mean it is i mean when you think about when you think about how we learn we just take in a database of information and and process it and use it whatever way we see fit um the difference is it's not uh, it's not capable yet. I keep saying yet because who knows what's going to happen. Um, it's not capable yet of taking that information and then um, going forth with its decisions, like um, making up its own mind. So yet, yet that's always the 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 fear. I guess is AI is going to learn how to take over the world. Only if somebody tells it to, only somebody tells it to. Uh, there's also been a lot of advancements in the natural language processing. The NLP is a system that it uses that recognize speech, language. Uh, it's developed in a bunch of different languages. It's able to pick up um, regional dialects now, accents, uh, mumbling, uh, and really differentiate through a lot of things. If you notice in those um, Opus clip clips I was talking about, it usually has the text of the, the audio on the screen. It's incredibly accurate. Um, this is always this has been used to do copy or um, closed captions for a long time, and it's really improved. If you remember watching old um, old movies that the closed captions were automatically generated, like on your TV. Uh, a lot of them were fed in, but in uh, more recent times on like YouTube videos, things like that, it's generating them. Um, they, there's no, there was no text uploaded. It was generated from the audio. It's gotten better and better and better and better as time has gone on. So that, uh, from my understanding, is um, the advancements in that language processing, that na that natural language processing. Um, it's just getting more efficient. 
uh, it's also it's also beginning to be able to spit back out language, uh, make audio, make music, make um, make uh, generated versions of songs and different people's voices, uh, taking lyric sheets and singing it in the voice of someone else. It's it's scary. It's definitely scary. Um, I don't think um, I don't think the worry from me is that it's going to take over the world. I don't think that that's my concern. My concern is right now that it's going to get to a point where you're not going to know what's real. Not as in real as in the AI produced it, but someone, anyone sitting in their basement can now make a photo of something that didn't happen, can now make a video of something that different didn't happen, can now make an audio clip of something that didn't happen. And in our soundbite drive-by community, in our, in our, um, in our, society of uh, throwing stuff out there that we know is false just to retract it on the back page, put it on the front page, even though we know it's a lie, retract it on the back page. Um, that has gone into hyperdrive with social media. There isn't even any retracting. You know, I could post something, a million people could see it. I just delete it and say, oops, I made a mistake. Um, those million people have shared it ex uh, exponentially amount of times. Um, but what if I, what if I, uh, I came up with a an AI of Coca Cola saying we are uh, going out of business. We're never going to make Coca Cola again. It's the CEO. It's in his voice. It's it's a picture. It's a picture of him. A video of him saying it. It's all generated. Um, that's a that's a it's a, a useless example. Coca Cola, whatever. But just think about what the possibilities of that are. Um. Uh, <laughs> hit the comments here real quick. Um, yeah, um, gingerbread kind of nailed it. Says not it's not capable of creativity. Uh, it's it's really good programming, but not decision making. Uh, enter four fifty if X, then question Z. Yes, um, it's all laid out that way. It's all. Um, it's all drawing from information. Now you can treat it to be creative in the way you want to. Um, Backwards Butcher says, I don't believe anything is real anyway. Yeah, that helps. That helps to think of it that way. Um, and Pip, Pip says some deep fakes to mess with people. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Um, as soon as ChatGPT came out, and was all the rage in the news. And actually, even before it hit the mainstream news, it was kind of like that that pre. Like, have you ever noticed that technology will come, like people that work on it in the beginning, and nobody talks about it. And then some people catch on. They're like, oh, this is interesting. And they talk about it a little bit. Um, so the group grew a little bit. And then uh, a little more people learn about it because it got a little easier to understand or a little easier to use. And uh, more people used it. Like, man, this is really cool. And then all of a sudden, it's on the mainstream news. Uh, back in that, uh, when it got a, easy enough to use and people were really, really getting excited about it, but it hadn't broke the news yet. Um, I saw a video that it wasn't quite real, 
Like I could tell it was fake, but it was real enough that if I hadn't been paying attention and just kind of glanced at it and scrolled by, I mean, the video was something completely fake and it was something that could completely stir up everything going on. Basically, it was uh, it was old Donald getting getting hauled away in handcuffs, not not like when he got his mug shot taken the other day, but like by military personnel dragging in handcuffs. Um, and it was video. It wasn't just a picture. It wasn't an art generated picture. It was a video. And man, if I hadn't been like, what? The, what? Um, and didn't look into it a little bit. It really, it, it, I mean, now this is a year later, six months later, eight months later. Um, maybe that video looks a lot clearer. I don't know. Maybe it looks a lot more real. So keep your eyes out. Never, never really don't go half cocked off on something you see on the internet anymore. Uh, you really shouldn't. Um, you really shouldn't uh, have any way. But uh, with video evidence, it's like, I'll believe it when I see it. Now you're going to see it. That was the change. So Backwoods Butcher says, Eric Cartman AI song covers have been my favorite. Yeah, um, they're doing some fun with that. Um, so anyway, real quick, um, man, it's it's AI, it's diving into healthcare. It's um, use, we're using it for um, disease detection, for analytics of, um, of um, disease, things of that nature. Uh, personalized medical plans, this and that, taking all the information of medical history and spitting it out. I shouldn't say all the information, whatever that person wants to feed it. Um, finances, it's talking risk management, fraud detection, uh, trading. It's it's uh, it's kind of it's it's spiking up in uh, in trading, crypto trading, uh, stock trading. It's uh, AI is being used to analyze databases and kick out personalized trades. It's also automating trades, things of that nature. Um, they're, they're figuring out um, AI traffic management systems, things like that. And um, in retail, it's being used a lot for um, analyzing customer data um, and personalized shopping, things like that. We've seen that on the internet for a long time, but it's starting to creep into the stores. And this morning when I was checking uh, checking my socials, I actually saw that Walmart just released to 50,000 of its employees uh, an AI app that uh, currently they're going to be using for document management, um, things of that nature, like on the internal side, um, writing copy for their ads, things like that. But eventually their plans are to roll it out to every employee to have on their uh, little device. You always see they have their phone or a little device with them. And this will literally instruct them how to deal with customers. When a customer asks a question, um, they will be able to um, feed that into their device or have it listen. And it will, it will give a product decision, give an answer. So basically we will have... Um, idiocracy like when he goes to the to the hospital our employees are going to be even more like the girl trying to pick the picture hold on folks that's if there's employees at all um i could see it just being like talking to a speaker and it, it just spits back the answer so there is that um let me see here 
Uh, Gingerbread was saying that uh, maybe a fake video could kick off some some BLM stuff. Yeah, that's I mean, that's kind of the road I was getting at is uh, a real quick video of somebody getting shot, somebody getting beat, somebody getting uh, whatever can cause a lot of emotion. And as this country is really ramping up the emotion, the the angst, the division, these little sparks could go a long way. Just a thought. Just a thought. Um, let's get to content creation. That was the that was the um, the crux of the issue. The title of the issue. I kind of mentioned a lot of it earlier, but uh, <coughs> let's. Um, Let's kind of dive into the way that it's ramping up in in content creation. So one of the easiest, one of the most benefits to a content creator. Now, now I'm putting on my content creator hat saying this is me looking at AI as uh, as a tool, as a, a way to make my content better, more efficient or whatever. Um, some things that um, some things that it can do. It's going to automate content generation. Um, at this point, like I said, with the Opus clip, instead of manually having to listen to an hour long, uh, hour long episode of a podcast or a video or anything like that, you can feed it into a machine. The machine will analyze it to your parameters and spit out content. You're repurposing content super fast, like lightning fast. Um, so automated content generation. If you want to be in a set it and forget it industry, if you're a content marketer, if you are, um, if you are a um, just a blogger that isn't in it for the personal interaction, um, I'm on the fence here a little bit, and I'm going to talk about in just a minute um, what I've realized. I was always on the fence and hesitant to not be myself. If I started using AI, would I not be myself? It would be the AI. Um, with automatic content creation, it can be that way. Uh, you can set up systems with it that you you feed in a product description and it gives you content creation. Do I use that? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, for social media posts, for um, ads, ads or ad descriptions in uh, in blog posts the impersonal stuff uh that isn't necessarily like there's this this was going on long before ai was kicking it out uh if you're in a, if you uh, do affiliate marketing and you go to any decent affiliate marketing site uh amazon even uh but a lot of the direct affiliates they will provide you with with copy they will provide you with images. They will provide you with taglines and uh, and even up to just complete posts to put on your social or on your blog post. So this is nothing new using pre-made, um, but kicking it out in the speed that it's happening. Um, uh, and it just, it just, uh, it makes it fast. It makes it fast and automatic. Uh, like I said, it's limited to the base of what knowledge it has. If you're asking it to write about uh, write about the brand new product today and it only has access to data files on the Internet into 2020, it's going to make something up. It's not going to know what this product is and it's going to try to figure it out. Um, they all seem 
all the ones that I've seen and messed around with seem to, if they don't know the answer, they just kind of make it up. Uh, I don't know if that's in the instructions, in the in the coding, or if it thinks that it it knows what it's talking about. But those are some pitfalls of that automatic constant, uh, content creation. A lot of times, you uh, definitely, a lot of times, you should um, you should proofread it, make sure it's accurate, uh, and setting up scripts or or basic outlines for videos, uh, coming up with topic ideas. I've noticed that um, that. It is way easier to stimulate ideas, general over over topic ideas. Um, it's it, it, it's nice to say, hey, uh, what are some things that a beginner uh, Bitcoiner would want to know? Now, is that um, is that ethically okay is that original content if you just are polling i i don't i would uh i would equate that to me posting if i had a million followers me posting a note that said hey any of you that are bitcoin beginners what would you like to learn about and instead of polling an audience of a thousand i'm polling the data of the internet I think that's an advantage. I don't think, um, I don't think that is unoriginal. I think taking that idea and and expanding on it with uh, fact and your own thought is um, is actually probably the best way to go. Uh, so there's that. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so there's also. There's also branding. There's also branding opportunities uh, with these programs. Uh, basically, taking your content, um, not live content like this. This is this is a this is a tough one. Like I can't run AI filters on my live YouTube broadcast at the moment. But uh, taking videos, uh, post production videos, um, blog posts, things of that nature, and using an AI system with your voice um yes not not voice as in audio voice as in the message of your brand uh loading that in presetting that asking the the ai to scan your documents and adjust to your voice um adjust to your brand whether that be um cadence uh like cadence paragraph length uh tone type in the in the message if you have certain um certain dialect or the local dialect you can train it to write like you you can take then um your audio which should be pretty close to your speech have it translated into a transcript and then have it proofread by the ai to make sure it fits your brand message um and um <laughs> sorry guys just checking in the comments here make sure i'm not missing anything uh important but anyway uh so yeah branding your content uh like i said with those opus clip uh you can set up the parameters you can set up like your text font where it shows how it's split 
Uh, it will take a interview where you're side by side. It will cut it up, put it top and bottom or only the on the screen, the person speaking. That's not in the original video. The system is taking that video, chopping it up, rearranging it, uh, making it the right size for whatever program you want to send it to. It's it's customizing video editing and taking it out of the hands and the responsibility of the person doing it. So that's making it faster, but it's also branding it. Um, and you can also take and up your SEO game, uh, blog posts, social media posts, things of that nature. You can use the AI to improve your post to be more searchable. Now, I was wondering if this is cheating. I don't know SEO. I don't know it. I'm trying to learn it. Um, man, Google uses computers to, to, to screw the people that don't know it the best that don't know. I'm not saying screw, like you can learn it. You can, you can, you can pay somebody to do it for you. Um, but AI is really opening that up to the everyday user, the user that hasn't dove in and figured out SEO, uh, that hasn't figured out keywords that hasn't figured out hashtags literally telling the AI to go search the internet and tell me what the best keywords for this topic are. Help me write this blog post so that Google recognizes it. Not my customers, not the my target audience, not my community, but the people that I'm trying to bring in that are search, searching on Google. If you don't know how to write for Google, you're rarely going to be shown on Google. Um, or whatever search engine. AI is making it so you as the, the novice content creator can take your blog post, run it through AI, tell it what you want, what the focus of it is, and it's going to adjust it so that Google will find it. And this might be actually adjusting the, the words, the, the order of the words, or even just the, the layout of the post. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. The more I dive into it, the more I dive into it, the more, um, I realized I was doing a lot of things wrong. And the more I use the AI to educate me, the more I realize that it's not that hard. And, um, yeah, it's eye-opening. It's eye-opening seeing the difference, seeing the difference in what I write and to what needs to be written to to show up on Google or to show up on YouTube. It's um, it's very interesting for sure. Um, I've been touching on it a little bit uh, about the ethical considerations. Um, is AI art art? I mean, somebody has to hit enter. Somebody has to put in the description. AI isn't, and maybe it is, maybe somebody said, hey, start giving me an image every second for the next million years. And AI is just kicking out art. AI isn't doing this spontaneously. Someone is telling them to do it. Someone is giving it the prompt. Someone is giving the description of that image. Um, if I hired a painter and I said, hey, I want you to paint what I describe. I want you to paint a house on a hill in a thunderstorm in the winter. And, and I gave all the proper descriptions and the artist kicks it out. 
Who created that picture? I mean, honestly, who created that picture? I created the image in my head. I described it the best I could, conveyed the picture I wanted to see. The artist painted it. He has the talent to paint what I described. Maybe that artist doesn't have the talent to come up with an image unless he's looking at it or unless somebody describes it to him. I think you're both co-creators. I think it's original art for sure. But there has to be an input. There has to be an idea. And I think um, I think that as it progresses, the, the lines might muddy clearer. But I think at this point, in the state of AI and machine learning, I think everything is user generated. I'm, I'm comfortable saying that you have to hit go. You have to set it up. You have to give it parameters. Um, how long that... Hey, I'm back. Someone is... Um, someone's putting the pushing the button. So it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, so yeah ethically is it real is it original is it um is it public use at that point i don't know i don't know that's a, that's a road to discuss down the down the pipe here on the show maybe we'll do ethical considerations of ai at some point um but anyway uh, i just want to hit on real quick some of the some of the things that i'm using some of the things i'm checking out chat gpt obviously that was uh, kind of one of the the ones that spurred off this whole whole uh, madness and uh and 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 launching to the public chappy gpt i mess around with pretty consistently uh i mentioned opus clip uh, making those long videos shorter uh i i use the free trial on that i i'm not sold on um on it with my situation if you do a little content if you do some uh some videos that you can figure out the scale to test it out with that free trial or you know you like those videos and uh, and the the and you check it out and the the pricing and uh, the amount of video you get fits works for you. I do appreciate you hitting that link in the video description and checking out Opus Clip. Even if you just want to check it out and you're not sure if you like it or not, hit that link uh, just in case you do want to go forward with it. I appreciate that. I like it. It's just not right for me yet. I'm not saying it won't be right for me eventually. Um, I do have some concerns I'm, I'm looking into. Nothing nothing crazy, nothing that would ever um, completely prevent me from, from uh, signing up. It's just not right quite yet. Uh, Jasper AI, I've dug into pretty hard. It is really, it is really an amazing tool. Um, and that is copy, um, copy creation, document editing, um product descriptions things of that it's a language it's a generative language ai um that it, it's it's pretty cool the more i dive in i think i'll do a whole uh whole episode just on jasper at some point but um i'm learning that it's teaching me i'm noticing my writing is improving the more it corrects my writing it's not necessarily changing my thoughts. It's helping me 
convey them the way that it's in my head. Um, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. I was I was thinking that I wouldn't be able to use something that would take my speech and uh, and edit it. I I'm all over the place, especially in my writing. Everywhere from you know third grade level to um, to college level writing, everywhere in between, depending on the situation and what I'm doing. Getting a uh, getting a thumb on the pulse of that can be difficult, uh, at, to say the least. But Jasper has a function where I could load in all the writing I want, all the website I have, all the any website I've done, any social medias. I can feed that to it and tag it as my knowledge base. And man, it's um, it's impressive. It's impressive what it kicks out for me in my tone. Um, I'm also learning that if you don't feed it, if you don't use it, if you expect it to do everything for you, it's not going to give you the results you want. If you use it as an assistant and an editor, if you use it to look up facts, if you use it to adjust things for, like I said, SEO um, or um, visibility, things of that nature, it's fantastic. But if you don't give it to something to start with, I don't necessarily like the results. I I, um, I think you really need to put the work in on your end to get the work out that you want. It's a um, it's definitely not a set it and forget it in my opinion. Can you get by doing that? Absolutely. Is it you? Is it personalized? I go back to the, I have a podcast, I write copy in my voice, I'm a messenger, uh, whatever you want to call it, as opposed to somebody sitting at their computer just throwing a blog post up trying to get eyeballs to hit it. It's not their voice. This is a branded, branded social media. This is a brand. The Lots Project is me, uh, Corey, our lives, our thoughts where um, I do have a website out there that I'm just kind of messing around with that isn't me. It has nothing to do with me other than I put the stuff up there. Um, that doesn't have to be branded. That can be tested. So there's two different worlds that you're working in. And I think in my world, it's a great tool for helping you out. Um, <laughs> Gingerbread says you don't want to convey what is in my head. Um, that's one of the things that I, I uh, accidentally skipped over up here is um, the AI is only as good as it's programmed. Uh, it has biases. Whoever wrote it can tell it to ignore certain things, certain topics. Uh, if you use ChatGPT at all and you are in this space, in this um, kind of uh, questioning thing space, and you start going down roads that... Um, you start down, going down roads that uh, that it doesn't like, it will shut you down in a second. Um, I haven't gotten shut down on Jasper yet, but I'm at only asking it to edit my thoughts, not like come up with plans to take over the world. And that's the other thing. You can't just say, give me the best stock pick for today. Like, it, it, people... People, uh, as I'm interacting with them, telling them my thoughts on Jasper, you're like, well, tell it to do this. Tell it to do that. It's not really how it works. <laughs> we'll have to go into that another day. I think Jasper will be an episode in the future. Not necessarily. I got the next three weeks already planned out, but um, it'll be coming up. Um, anyway, content creation, AI, it's here. 
it's been here. Uh, if you're not using it, if you're not at least exploring the idea of um, of integrating it into your content creation, I think you might be missing the boat. I think you might be um, I think you might be scared of something that's not necessarily something to be scared of. I think that there are a lot of avenues you can pursue with it. Um, there's a ton of different programs that are making it easier for your life. Think of it as an assistant an AI assistant, your assistant, your secretary, your whatever you call it today, your digital assistant, your, your whatever administrative assistant, they are processing the work that you're putting out. Supposedly, um, in, in the, in the basic idea it's uh, clerical, it's uh, editing, it's uh, replying to things in the name and the voice of the person that's using the assistant. I don't think AI is anything more than that at this point. It's an assistant to do things. The capabilities, through the roof. But if you look at it as an assistant and you understand that you have to feed it the proper things to get the results you want, that's going to work. And if you if you can look at it as an assistant instead of something taking over the world and break free of that fear, the results can be pretty amazing. So I would consider take, taking a look. If you have questions, if you want to talk to me about it, like I always say, there's 30 minute uh, free consult uh, for any topic right there at the homepage at thelotsproject.com. You can put your email address in. It will send you a calendar link. Book 30 minutes. Uh, anything from just sharing what you got going on. I'm liking, uh, I'm really getting into connecting people, um, being a conduit for connections of people in my community and by my community, anybody I talk to, uh, anybody that has value to bring to the community or, uh, or needs value from a community member, I would love to connect them. So, Talk to me for 30 minutes. Let me know what you got going on. Otherwise, cryptocurrency, you're looking to get started. I do that. Uh, homesteading consulting, like uh, making things more efficient or uh, figuring out ideas on your homestead uh, to make things better. Um, business brainstorming. My comfrey consulting is uh, is what is the, the main priority right now going into fall. It's a great time to get that comfrey in the ground. So if you're looking to get into a comfrey side hustle, talk side hustles yesterday, listen to that episode. Yeah, reach out now. It's a great time. It's a great time to get a jump start on spring and then rolling into spring, your business is off and rolling. So check that out, thelotsproject.com. Explore, 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 and reach out. Let's just talk. Um, tomorrow, we are talking Bitcoin. We're going to talk Bitcoin, beginner Bitcoin. Um, basically, what is Bitcoin? Um, how to get started real quick. Um, places that you can learn Bitcoin, learn to use it, learn to accumulate it without putting any of your money in, without having any risk. Places that you can use low risk and a couple bucks and figure it out and play with it. Uh, these are things that I'm going to kind of touch on tomorrow. And uh, it, it'll be a great Friday episode because we got the 10K giveaway. It's actually 20K giveaway tomorrow. We will uh, we'll spin that up. Oh, wait, I have to go back and look. I think it actually may be a 30K. I will have to check the notes and make sure I will. I always want to give away the appropriate amount of Satoshis. So if you don't know about Bitcoin and you're looking to, to start off real quick, join us tomorrow with a possibility to win a little bit of Bitcoin. Other than that, uh, check out the episode Bitcoin Uncovered. 
take a listen. Even if you're into crypto, please. And uh, if it's stuff that you know people can uh, learn from and you know somebody that's looking for something to listen to to learn, I'd appreciate it if you listen and then forward it to them. That'd be fantastic. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's another uh, episode of the Lots Project Podcast, guys. Let me hit the, qu- the comments real quick and then I got to get out of here. I uh, I want I asked if anybody is using AI. Pip says, I've never used any AI. Yeah, you have. Um, Gingerbread Farm says, no AI. Yeah, you have. <laughs> and then he said, a 3D slicer. Um, probably. Probably some components of it. Uh, Rewilder Life weighed in and said, my daughter helped me use it to write my bio. We use it for some stuff in the podcast. Harold, um, Harold does, her co-host, because uh, she's not great at tech. Yes. Yes, that's uh, very appropriate, Rachel. Uh, writing those outlines, um, doing some research—it's—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic for that. So, bravo for adapting there. And James and Pip, don't worry—you—you won't—you won't feel a thing. You won't feel a thing. Um. All right, guys. I uh, I got to wrap it up here. We got to get the get the dogs for a walk. Get our day started. I appreciate you joining us this morning. If you have more you want to weigh in on AI or you wanted to answer that question uh, that I asked the live crowd of what AI you're currently or have used, uh, you can hit the blog post, leave a comment there anywhere on socials or join us in the Telegram chat, t.me slash lots chat or follow along for all the important links at t.me slash lots feed. All those links are on the site on uh, right up on that top bar or in the contact us. So. Hey, thelotsproject.com is where it's at. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, if you enjoy the new format, I'm looking for feedback. Let me know. Send me a message or uh, or just consider sharing it with others. You can find it on Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Always listen on one of your favorite value for value podcast 2.0 podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Check out the website, guys, thelotsproject.com. Make it a great day and we will catch up with you on Friday.